Welcome in to This Is Baseball. I am Brandon Johnson. We've got two weeks to go in the regular season and still a lot of uh, divisions and wild card spots that are unclaimed. So it's going to be a wild 14, 15 days, but we're going to kind of get into it and see who we need to watch. Now, if you're anything like me, your favorite team has been unofficially eliminated since the beginning of May. So we've been spending our time looking at teams that are relevant and are going to be playing meaningful games in October, in September. I wanted to kind of take a recap of the weekend because we had some important series that happened and let's just lead off with an American League East battle between the Baltimore Orioles and Tampa Bay Rays going into this season or going into this series rather Baltimore had a one game lead over Tampa Tampa took game one on Friday and Baltimore took the games on Saturday and Sunday so after the weekend Baltimore is two games up on Tampa and Still got a lot of pressure coming down the stretch from Tampa. It's not going to be it's not going to be a cakewalk for Baltimore, but that was Tampa Bay's last chance head to head against Baltimore. So Tampa's going to have to win ball games and really rely on other teams to take care of business for them in order to win the American League East. Now, Tampa is whether or not they win the wild card or win the East They are basically a lock for the postseason. It's just, are they going to be a wildcard team? Are they going to be a one seed? Are they going to get home field in a wildcard series? That's kind of what they're playing for. Let's head out to the American League West. The West leading Houston Astros, as I mentioned last week, had kind of a gift of a schedule. Coming down the stretch, they had 18 games remaining and nine of them were against two teams that have already lost 100 games in the Oakland Athletics and the Kansas City Royals. Houston lost two out of three against Oakland early last week and then went into Kansas City over the weekend and lost two out of three again. Now, Houston really obviously needed to go and take care of business in those games, but this would have been a golden opportunity for the two teams that are behind Houston to get a leg up and put Houston behind them. So Texas played the Cleveland Guardians and got swept. Seattle played the Los Angeles Dodgers, also got swept. So both of those teams had a great opportunity with Houston losing games that they shouldn't have in jumping ahead of them. And they squandered the opportunity. So, I still feel pretty good about Houston's chances winning this division. Again, they have three more against Kansas City. And I would like to think that the result of that series is going to be vastly different than the one that they played on the road against them. But overall, after the weekend, Houston is... Extremely lucky to be 
still holding that division lead by a game and a half over the Texas Rangers. Seattle's two and a half out. And this division's still going to come down to the wire. Seattle, they're going to play Oakland and then go into Texas and play a three-game series with them over the weekend. Then they host Houston and Texas to end the season. So, in a lot of ways, Seattle really kind of could have destiny in their own hands. You go into Oakland. You have no business losing to Oakland. Texas. Texas has not played good baseball for about a month. This is a good opportunity to go into Texas. Listen, you have seven games total on your schedule left against Texas. When you need to win five of those games and then you need to go into Houston and you need to you need to sweep Houston, but you you at least need to win the series. So Seattle again, they if they play it right, if they do what they're supposed to do and they take care of business, the door is open. For them to be AL West champions. But on top of Seattle. You know just trying to win their division. They've still got to make sure that they make the playoffs at all. If the season ended today. They're on the outside looking in. Because Toronto. Who's been playing good baseball. Over the last 10 games. Has one of the wild card spots. So. You got to make sure you're there at all. And again Seattle. You got a good chance to. Not only leapfrog Texas and make Texas the team that's missing the playoffs, which at this point, hate to say it, seems kind of likely just the way that they've been playing recently. Um, after such a great start by Texas, the kind of later half of their season has just not gone well. Texas also lost Max Scherzer, the starter that they traded for and got from the New York Mets is out for the season. And if the Texas Rangers make the playoffs, it's unlikely that he's even going to be part of the team. So huge blow for Texas and a time that really hasn't gone right for them lately. Over in the National League, the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers have both clinched their respective divisions and are likely going to be the one and two seeds headed into the playoffs. Playoffs. The Braves got swept by the Marlins, but Atlanta's already in, and the Marlins are the team that they are tied for that final wild card spot right now. So them going into Atlanta and sweeping the Braves is absolutely huge for them. On top of them playing great baseball, the Chicago Cubs have lost eight of their last 10 games. So so Miami needs to keep this momentum that they have into this final push of the season and make sure that they're part of the postseason. Taking a look ahead at the Miami Marlins schedule, they have six against the New York Mets. The Mets obviously are a team that threw in the towel at the trade deadline and are a team that at this point you should beat. Then you're going to go into Milwaukee, or Milwaukee's going to come to Miami, rather, and Milwaukee's a team that's starting to pull away with the NL Central and looks like they're going to 
become division champs there. So you got six against the Mets, three against Milwaukee, and then three against Pittsburgh. So Miami's schedule, if they're a team that really thinks that they belong in the playoffs, their their schedule is really kind of playing into their favor as the season winds down. And Miami could be a sleeper team to go on a run if they get into the postseason. They've got a really good pitching staff and a lot of young guys that are hungry to to get a taste of the playoffs and show everybody that the Miami Marlins are a team to pay attention to. As I said a little bit earlier, in El Central, we're starting to get a clearer picture of Who's going to win that division? And it's looking like Milwaukee. They've got a six and a half lead, six and a half game lead over the Cubs who have not played good baseball recently. And this division is very interesting because I think at multiple different times this season, all five of these teams have led the division at one point. Maybe the Cardinals didn't, but I feel like they did. This is a team that I went in, or a division that I went into the season pretty much locking in that the St. Louis Cardinals were going to win that division because I thought that it was a little bit on the weaker side. There was a lot of unknowns. I mean, we were, we weren't expecting the Cubs to, to rise to the top. We didn't expect the, the surprise of, Cincinnati Reds. I mean, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Pirates were leading this division in May. So none of it has made sense. It's been incredibly fun to watch. Interesting to see. Because a lot of teams, you know, the Reds, the Cubs, they all just kind of went on runs. They've been kind of streaky. And, you know, Milwaukee, again, uh, just a perennial playoff contender, a, a, an organization that is incredibly consistent and they have one of the best front offices in baseball. They have a manager that is you know, a top five manager in the league and a lot of teams, you know, there's talks that Craig Council, their manager, might not stay in Milwaukee and there's going to be a lot of teams around the league that could look for a manager like Craig Council for their team. Because while he has not won a world series, he has done things with the Milwaukee Brewers that a lot of teams couldn't even fathom doing. So, Let's just take a look at it again. Let's start in the American League. American League Central, I know I didn't really talk about it. It's a boring division, so there's not much there, not much substance. Minnesota, seven-game lead over Cleveland. Minnesota is going to be the champion of that division. Baltimore, again, watch out for Baltimore and Tampa. They're... They're Tampa's two games back. That's coming down to the last weekend. American League West, Houston up over Texas and Seattle. 
National League, the National League East, Atlanta's already clinched it. They're 15 games up on a very good Phillies team. Milwaukee just talked about it, leading the Central. And the Dodgers clinched the NL West, 13 and a half games up on Arizona, another team that is going to be a wild card team, most likely. So that is that's a look at the divisions. I do want to kind of close out and discuss Shohei Otani. So Friday night, it was reported that Shohei Otani had cleaned out his locker and the Angels, you know, didn't give a comment at the time and said, we'll have a, we'll have an explanation for you on Saturday. So the next day. So there's a lot of speculation, you know, was what's going on there. Shohei mad? Did he, did he quit? What's going on there? And comes out the next day that, you know, Shohei's injured. You know, he had had the oblique strain and he hadn't played since the beginning of September. Obviously, he had the torn UCL. So Angel shut him down, put him on the IL. He's done for the year. He is going to remain with the Angels until the end of the season. And then... He will likely get surgery. Actually, he will definitely get surgery in the offseason to repair his elbow once again. And my first thought with the Angels, you know, not to pour salt on a wound, but they just mismanaged this Shohei Otani walk year. You should have known, you know, I get it. We have one of the greatest talents in the league. We have Mike Trout. We feel like we could maybe make a run and get into the postseason because this is likely going to be our last chance. And they went all in on the deadline to make that push. And then they were terrible. And... You just missed out on on an opportunity to trade Shohei Otani and get a generational trade deadline package in return for a rental player. I think any team that was in contention would have said, what do you want to get Shohei Otani on our team? And, you know... If you are any of those other teams, you're glad that the Angels kept him because he did end up with multiple injuries and he would have been a non-factor on your team anyway and you would have given up a lot for getting no productivity in return. Now, I don't I don't think that this is going to impact Shohei Otani's free agency all that much. I guess there's a chance that Maybe a team doesn't sign him this offseason just because he's he's not he hasn't even had surgery yet, so he's not going to pitch next season. I guess there's technically a chance that he could come back and hit, but I think if you're a team, I guess we'll see what happens with the market. But if you're if you're a team, like obviously you want Shohei Otani, but 
do you want him to do you want to pay him to be rehabbing? I don't know if that's something that I would be interested in doing. And then you have to take a step back and go, okay, this guy has now had two Tommy John surgeries. He's had two major elbow injuries. Obviously, he's a great pitcher when he's healthy, but you know, can he be the same guy that he was after a second surgery? Can he still be productive, be a top of the aligned pitcher? I think you would still have a great bat, but this could also this could also make teams wonder, you know, is he still are we still going to consider him a two-way player? I guess we'll have to see kind of how his arm heals and what he's got when he starts kind of ramping back up and getting back into baseball activities. You know, we're talking a year from now, but that's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting kind of saga for Shohei Otani's return. And now I hope he does come back and he's the same guy because it's better for the league for great players to be healthy and be able to perform at a very high level. So I do wish him well in his recovery. And I know that somebody's going to pay him a ridiculous amount of money to play for their baseball club. And it's going to be fun to see what happens there. Now, sticking with the Angels, the Angels have openly said, hey, we'll trade. We'll trade Mike Trout. You know, if Mike Trout wants out of Los Angeles, we'll trade him away. And I think Mike Trout should leave Los Angeles. I thought it was a little crazy that he signed a deal, an extension with the Angels anyway, but he seems like a person that is just kind of comfortable where he's at. Now, he signed a deal with the Angels, and he is a free agent in 2031, so he signed a 12-year deal in 2019 worth $426 million, so it's not going to be cheap for the Angels to move Mike Trout. In fact, Mm -hmm. they're they're probably going to have to take on or keep paying a large amount of that salary. And that's on them for, for signing a player like that and then turning around and deciding that they don't want to do it. I think that the, the angels are about to go into just full rebuild mode. I don't want to say tank mode, but I think that they're going to just start from square one and try again. That is that is what's going on in the league this week. Thank you for listening. See you next time.